Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Welcome to the Quilt Connection. I'm Alex Anderson, and this is episode number 76. If you've been keeping track of all the episodes and listening to them um, in a timely fashion, you will know that in the last episode, I apologized for being gone so long and explained that I had a computer meltdown and that it's not that I've forgotten about doing this, it's that things just kind of got out of control. And on that particular podcast, I promised that the episodes wouldn't be so far apart I don't want to say that I'm liar, liar, pants on fire, because actually, I did do some episodes, and actually, when I emailed them or sent them to Matthew, who posts them, they ended up as empty files, and so I am still trying to figure out this whole thing, WavePad, and then Switch, and then CyberDuck, and all this kind of stuff. I think, I think I do have it under control. So now I'm going to say, I can't promise you it'll be regular, but I'm going to do the best I can and understand that it's killing me to have to learn this stuff. And the other one on before on my PC, it was just so easy. And this new program that I've been set up with, I just, we have not bonded. And I do think that part of it is, is because... I've not yet bonded with my Mac. I am getting more and more comfortable with it, but like the other day, you'll appreciate this. For those of you who are PC users and or PC and Mac users, I'm like going, how do I delete? How do I delete? I can't right click and then, you know, say delete. How do I do this? And I'm talking to somebody who's not even a Mac owner, who's actually Matthew. And he said, don't you just drag it over and put it in the trash can? So, sure, you Mac people think that these are so easy, but there's all these little hidden secrets that if you don't know, that's what you do, and there's no right-click, you know, man, I'm just, like, stuck in the water. So, um, like mud, like, like quicksand, help, here, please. So, anyways, let's just all light a candle, hold a good thought that I can get this over to Matt, and he can get it up to you in the next couple days. A lot of fun things are going on, one of which is I have a new fabric line coming out this, uh, I think about May, they said at PNB Textiles, and it's because of you, there's now a third generation of red work. It's called Never Enough Romance. I mean, like, we're scratching for names on this point, but um, it's beautiful. The main toile is a little more sophisticated, as are the prints. But the good news is, is that it will blend beautifully with your uh, Red Work 1 and Red Work 2. The colors are exactly the same. And again, this particular group is going to be in red, blue, and black. When fabric is made, it takes forever and ever and ever. I mean, I even think it's worse than a book. And a book, once you turn it in, is a year. So, well, probably about the same. Anyways, it has to do with fabric, you know, first the drawings being engraved, and then that means kind of the 
how it's going to look, not considering the color. And then we send it overseas, and then it comes back, and we go, no, that little daisy's a little bit mushy-looking. So then we send it back, and then they re-engrave it. And after we get that all right, then we send it over, and they plop the color in, and then it comes back. Well, with the red work, it's quite simple because it's basically red on, you know, white, a neutral fabric. When you get into fabrics that have many, many colors, there is a lot of adjusting that needs to go on. And sometimes a little piece of fabric can go back and forth overseas, gosh, up to six times. And that alone can hold up an entire collection. You know, and then sometimes everybody just says, oh, forget it, I can live with it. So, you know, it's nothing that just happens overnight. So when the fabric is finally ready to go, the manufacturer ships over X amount of yardage. And this yardage is so that the salespeople can have yardage to put in the store owner's you know, eyes so that hopefully they'll order the entire line. They're made into headers. And usually that has a little piece of cardboard on the top that describes the name and the colorways and the SKUs and all that. And then the salesman can flip through it. I'm sure many of you have seen this. And then in addition, P&B, who I work with, always sends me some yardage of each of the pieces so that perhaps some quilts can be made. Now, we did something a little bit differently this time. Usually, I get the fabric, I make the quilt, and then there's a free pattern that P&B generates that you can get from your local quilt shop and then, you know, buy the yardage and so forth. Well, this time, Julie, that's my girlfriend at P&B, suggested that I make a virtual quilt. The instructions would be written. Then a virtual pattern would be made. Then when the yardage came over, and this was just out of little strike-offs, off little scraps, when the yardage comes over, then it is sewn into the quilt. I didn't have, I had time to design it. I've never done this before. I'm very much hands-on when it comes to making quilts. But my girlfriend, Pam Vieira McGinnis, who is, she calls herself the celebrity stunt sewer, and her blog is pamkittymornings.blogspot.com. I'll put a link on my site. It's a very cute blog. Well, she took the written instructions, the virtual picture, and sewed together this darling, darling black and white basket quilt. So I'm going to be very excited when that gets quilted, and then you can see it. But when I got this yardage, I think it was about five yards of each piece, I got from P&B a care and treatment for your P&B fabrics sheet. And I thought that was really interesting because... I know what I do with my fabric or what I say I'm going to do with my fabrics when I get it, but I thought um, this information from P&B would be interesting to share with you. And ultimately, what I'm going to tell you is printed on a piece of paper that goes, that's shipped with the fabric that is shipped to the local quilt shop. So anyways, it starts off saying, um, it's the nature of cotton fabric that some changes might occur when it's washed and dried. Now, this is what I find particularly interesting. Regional water quality. Yes, we all have different water. Water temperature and detergent varieties and drier temperature can affect the shrinkage, bleeding, and fading. 
What really struck me here was the regional water quality because I know in talking to Ricky, like in La Vida, when they do their hand dyes, perhaps it rinses clear in their water, but when it comes to my water in Livermore, California, it might again rinse and and let go of color. So just because it has been washed in an area does not mean it's not going to behave differently in another area. And then also, it, the other thing was the de, uh, detergent varieties. Okay, I can believe that. And dryer temperature. Of course, if you've got your dryer on super duper hot, I would suspect that's not so great for the fabric. So here is what they suggest that you do when you get your fabric. First of all, they suggest that if you're making an art quilt or a wall hanging that won't be washed, they recommend that you do not pre-wash your fabric. Now, personally, I don't know how I feel about that because I think fabric often is dirty or comes with chemicals and finishes on it. One time, way back in the day, I had to make 20 quilts for uh, Quilt Digest Press, gosh, I think like in about three or four months, and of course there wasn't time to wash the fabrics, and I found myself wheezing, and I don't know if it was stuff that was in the fabric, I don't know if it was lint, I don't know what, but I thought that was just kind of an interesting thing. Um... I do pre-wash my fabrics. I say I do, but the reality is if I'm doing a quilt, like say the black and white quilt that Pam made, I don't want that fabric washed. I want it to look absolutely pristine, but I do know that that quilt, its its job, how it's going to earn its living is going around the United States selling the fabric. It's not going to earn its living being on somebody's bed or used multiple times and needed to need to be washed. So then it suggests that, okay, so let's say you haven't pre-washed your fabric. If the quilt is dusty, tumble in a cool dryer for a few minutes, then shake it out. And I thought, of course, that's perfect. In fact, today my girlfriend came over and brought some antique blocks that uh, if they're washed, it will ruin it. And I said, make it into the quilt. And we discussed how to do it. And it's going to hang in a finished barn, not a barn with holes and junk like that. And I said, just fluff it in the dryer when it gets dirty, because it will surely get dusty in there. And I said that because of this paper. It says now here, if you do pre-wash fabric, do not use hot water or a hot dryer. Once the quilts are made, they should be washed and dried in cold water and a cool dryer or dried flat. And only if the fabric has been pre-shrunk prior to the construction of the quilt. I never throw my quilts in the dryer. I always block them on the living room floor by T-pinning them in the carpet. I get them nice and square and tight and taut. And then with T-pins, I between the binding and the quilt itself, I just pin it down tight and then it dries all flat and square and wonderful. And I probably pin about every two inches. Okay, and then it says if you're making a quilt with light and dark fabrics, it's suggested that you pre-wash the dark fabrics to remove any potential bleeding. It can be done in cold water. 
Now here's a really good tip. A good test of bleeding is to add a light colored or white piece of fabric to the dark wash to see if any of the color bleeds onto it. Um, if so, repeat the washing process until it's gone. And absolutely 100%. And even if you're not a pre-washer, I'm going to tell you right now, if you get reds and purples and dark prints, you should be suspect of this because they can run they have run on me, and boy, let me tell you, talk about the word heartbreak. I mean, that's just horrifying. And then also, um, watch out for different detergents, and it's recommended to use a gentle one to wash quilts. You don't need a detergent at all if you're just worried about pre-shrinking. They recommend Orvis. Now, I don't use Orvis, um, and I think I'm going to get some from my feed supply store. I believe you can get, you know, a big gigano can jar for a very, very, very good price. And it says here, too, that if we follow these guidelines, your fabric should not shrink more than 5% selvage to selvage, and most fabrics won't bleed or fade at all. So here comes the million-dollar question. You're in a workshop. You've pre-shrunk all your fabrics, and then you decide to go buy some pieces of fabric and you want to incorporate them in the quilt that you're working on right, like say in that workshop in the quilt shop. This is my rule of thumb. And remember, these are just rules of thumb. And what I say is that if it's a light colored fabric, I just say, go ahead and use it. I, I just can't see that that's going to be any big gigano issue if you have pieces here and there like that. However, if it is dark like a red or whatever, I always suggest that the student go into the ladies' room or men's room and rinse it and see in hot water and see if the if the water turns say red. If that's the case, keep rinsing it until the water runs clear and then let it dry and then go ahead and cut into it. So I guess personally, I've had most disaster with bleeding. And as far as shrinkage, I don't think that's ever been a consideration or issue in my personal quilting career. But last but not least, if you're making a quilt for a baby, always pre-wash. Always. I, you just want to make sure that all the chemicals are out. You know, we wash all their cute little outfits that we put on them when they come home from the hospital. It would be the exact same thing with the fabric. And if this is a gift to a young mother... You might even include washing instructions so that this quilt of the babies has the most uh, potential shelf life. And hopefully that quilt will be loved to death. And perhaps still, if you look in the drawer of that child when they're 25, you might find that quilt with the raveled edge with the parts that were stuck in an ear or a nose as they suck their thumb to sleep at night. Hmm. I wonder which kid of mine I'm talking about. And, you know, I have to laugh. That particular quilt, even a um, <laughs> babysitter threw it in the washing machine with bleach. Okay, so it just added character to the whole situation. So, anyways, um, lots of great stuff is going on. I'm traveling a lot this spring. Uh, be sure to come over and check out thequiltshow.com. We've got an absolutely incredible block of the month that Sue Garman has um, designed for us. 
when I heard we were doing a block of the month, I'm like going, okay, that's great. And then I saw it and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, unbelievable. It is exquisite. So um, if you are an applicator, you do not want to miss this. Also, I'm giving, uh, in addition to the shows, which now air every other week, um, I'm giving online lessons, and we're just wrapping up hand quilting. So, gosh, I think there are maybe about 25 different lessons you want to start from number one. And they're about three to five minutes each. A lot of detail is covered in this. And I just, I mean, I am really happy with this, that I've gone so techy because it really... Um, gives me an opportunity to teach you, even though I might not be in your own backyard. So this is all good stuff. This spring is going to be crazy, and I'm going to be traveling all over next week in Pennsylvania, first in Philadelphia, and then, um, um, no, I'm sorry, first in Pittsburgh. I'm going to be at Gloria Horn's store, and then I'm going to be second half of the week at um, over in Philadelphia. And you can get find out where it is and what's going on with Burn Sewing Connection, Hayes Sewing Machine Company, or Steve Sewing and Vacuum. I would love to meet you because, as you know, we do get around. Happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.